Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to the Insight. Uh, my audio is going to be crispy because we're recording it in a studio. Uh, an official real studio. Uh, Raj is at home. His audio will be as it always is. Uh, we've just watched Man City against Chelsea 4-4, an absolutely banging game. You probably say the game of the season so far. Probably the game of the season come the end of the season as well. But we're not here to just talk about the goals, etc., etc. This is the insight. Almost every Sunday of the season, we'll try and stay on top of this. Uh, as always, Raj is with me. I'm going to throw it to you immediately. Go for it. Immediate thoughts on what was an outstanding game of football. Yeah, phenomenal to watch. I think it was due to the contrast in styles between the two teams, the two managers, and that's what did produce the game of the season so far. And I think Pochettino and Pep, they've always produced top games like this. Champions League second leg in 2019 is one that strikes me. Uh, that was a similarly thrilling game, end-to-end chances, good all goals. And again, we got another spectacle like that. And I think we go back to the Arsenal-Man City game a few weeks ago. People were complaining about the entertainment of that spectacle because I think what you get there is control versus control, risk minimisation versus risk minimisation. But here, it's similar to what you get with Pep and Klopp. They're mm. very different managerial styles. And Poch looking for that high press, trying to bait really Man City and test them out saying, you play through us, we're going to press you high. We're not scared about what happens behind us. And Pep going, fine, I'll take on the challenge. And that's what produced all those turnovers of possession and such a thrilling game uh, and an eight-goal thriller in the end. So, yeah, I think it's the contrast of styles that makes it. I think control versus control is often quite boring. Control versus uh, high press and verticality, that is always entertaining. And then you saw early in the week, Spurs versus Chelsea was high press versus high press and direct play versus direct play. And that also produces entertaining games. So, yeah, we got we got the second of those today. Uh, I loved I loved every minute of it. It was a bit of um we've sort of been crying out for this. Like we've spoken so many times on the insight about how sometimes the games become a bit more plain and boring. Um mm. whereas this was two contrasting styles, as you say, but also Chelsea finally showing that they've got quality in the final third, which is something they've lacked for a long time under Graham Potter, then of course now under Pochettino. Um let's start with Chelsea. You mentioned pressing. 
and we spoke just before we started. Why do you think, or what do you think is allowing Chelsea to be this pressing machine against probably the most press-resistant team in the world? So I think Poch learned a lot from that draw against Arsenal at Stamford Bridge, the 2-2 draw there. There he played a kind of a 4-4-2 mid-block and the front two of Palmer and Gallagher really blocked off the space in the middle. They stood off the centre-backs and blocked off the double pivot of Arsenal. And again, they used similar tactic today, but instead of Palmer being in the front two, he was on the right wing and Jackson and Gallagher blocked off all the passes to Rodri and um, Akanji, who were playing in a kind of double pivot, taking John Stones' role. And they said, I'm going to stand off Diaz, Guardiola and um, Walker as the back three, and we're going to stop anything coming through into that middle area. And if it did, co- and when it did come through, they just applied heavy pressure. Mm. And I think that was Rodri's worst game of the season so far, by far. Maybe the worst game for a year plus. Yeah. Even, and, I, and I think the stats back it up. I think he was in the 80% in terms of pass accuracy, and Rodri's normally in the high 90s. So you can see what an off day it was for him. But would you account that down to... Rodri having an off day because when I was watching the game I felt and I know you're going to talk about this but I felt there was one man in particular who made it a horrible day for Rodri it was a throwback Jordan Henderson performance which is maybe not the comparison you would like to give it but (laughs) I felt like a lot of the times when Rodri plays for City because of the way City play there's a lot of time on the ball for Rodri and he is a superb technician he can run a game from that area of the pitch effortlessly one thing that doesn't happen very often is Rodri getting pressed uh, so I'm going to lay out the red carpet for you to then go and lay it out for someone else. So, yeah, I think the man you're referring to there is CG23, Conor Gallagher. <laughs> what a player this guy is. Underrated, lambasted by Chelsea fans in the preseason. But now you're seeing his value. This guy, in my opinion, Conor Gallagher, is the best pressing eight in world football. I sent out a tweet a few weeks ago saying the best pressing eights are Dominic Sabochlai, Gavi... Uh, Federico Valverde and Conor Gallagher. In my opinion, Conor Gallagher is is better than all of them in terms of pressing high up the pitch. The guy covers distance so quickly in those short bursts. And also, he just runs all game as well, which makes it even better because he's doing it right until the last minute. And yeah, today, Rodri was not given any minute on the uh, time to turn on the ball. uh, And Conor Gallagher was a big part of that. He was instrumental in disrupting City's rhythm and build-up. I think sometimes when you take on City, there's an overcomplication as to like how you stop City playing, when actually sometimes the best way to stop them playing is the... If you think back to Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool midfield, it's Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Henderson. Now, really and truly, two of those guys were just there to run. Wijnaldum to manipulate possession, but also he's a brilliant runner and also brilliant at um, closing angles for passes. Now, Chelsea... Mm. I don't think did that as well as they maybe should have done. And Enzo in the end got substituted probably to go for the game a little bit more. Um, but like you said, Conor Gallagher had a monstrous performance because he's always had legs, but I think he's now being managed by a manager who's asking him to provide the legs in the right areas. And it felt like Pochettino said to Cal- uh, Conor Gallagher before the game, your job is stop Rodri playing. And he actually does it down to a T, like perfectly. But he also helped Chelsea play as well, which is a, a big compliment to him and how Chelsea Chelsea lined up. Um very, um, I guess, urgently we've got to talk about Man City because I think we've touched on this very lightly in the insight. But something's not right, is it? Yeah, I think today was compounded by uh, the loss of another player. I think there's kind of three key horsemen uh, for Man City. I don't think Erling Haaland's one of them personally. I think they can survive without him. I think it's Rodri, who we saw early in the season when he was missing against Arsenal. Uh, City lacked that kind of uh, coolness and tempo in possession 
Um, and I think the second one is Kevin De Bruyne, obviously the main creative hub, especially now their fullbacks aren't the most creative with Cancelo going, you need KDB there to provide your maximum output for the likes of Erling Haaland. And then the third one, Johnny Stones. I think he was badly missed today. Obviously today, Pep continued with that kind of free at the back mm. system and then pushing one of the centre-backs up into the pivot alongside Rodri. And today it was Manuel Akanji. Akanji, I don't think he was awful. I don't think he was awful, but it's just that John Stones is so good at that role in terms of being able to turn out of pressure and receive the ball in, inside uh, an opposition. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's kind of block. And I think he would have done all right against the pressure of the likes of Gallagher, and uh, Jackson in that area today. Akanji wasn't quite as comfortable at doing it. Funnily enough, the um, first City goal, which came from a um, free kick or corner, I think it was, came from... Um, oh, sorry, the penalty. Sorry, the penalty, funnily enough, came from Akanji being able to play inside the Chelsea mm. block, relay it off, and then Rodri can then spray it forward from there. That didn't happen enough for me. And that's what John Stones offers. He allows you to play inside the Swan system, and then lays it off to another player. And then that's where Rodri then takes control and takes over. So that was what was missed today. Uh, I think John Stones is also probably the second best pure defender after Ruben Diaz. So you're missing from that regard as well. They also had this issue, especially, and, and this will happen when you play against a team like Chelsea, who not only have players that can press, but they also have players that can damage you in possession. Sterling actually had an outstanding game, I thought. Um, him and Grealish had a bit of a battle throughout the entire game. It was like he had a personal vendetta against Grealish, and uh, it was Sterling playing left wing before Grealish came along. So I don't know if there's something in that, but um, what I find with City this season is uh, Pep's always tinkered, but for the first time, I think his tinkering in the league... Um, isn't making a great deal of sense at times. Doku obviously played brilliantly against Bournemouth. Now, they wanted to dominate the ball a little bit more against Chelsea and does make sense because we said Chelsea would press. But this was almost, in my opinion, a sort of game where you could have unleashed Doku uh, against a half-fit Reese James and then Malo Gusto later on. Um, and then, obviously, the central area, like you spoke about with Akanji coming in there. Um, and John Stones, I think you realise how good he is at that job now that he's not there to do it and they're asking someone else to do it. Uh, Bernardo Silva's in a brilliant streak of form, but um, again, I, I'm not completely convinced that Pep Guardiola knows exactly what the plan is. And I still think, and I don't know if you agree, but I still think they're figuring out what to do with Haaland. Yeah, I, I do agree. There was a bit too much tinkering today. I think number one is I wouldn't trial someone like Manuel Akandi in a new role, pushing up from centre-back into midfield 
in a game like this because Pochettino, let's not forget, he's one of the best high-pressing coaches in, in the world. That's his main mm-hmm. strength as a coach. So throw you're kind of throwing a candy to the Lions there. Um, and yeah, I would try that in a bit of more of a low-key game. Today, he could have gone with a simple double pivot, a plain double pivot of Bernardo and Rodri. We've seen that work plenty of times in the past. And I think that would have been a better option today. I just gone for a standard 4-2-3-1. Um, but yeah, I think also he was using those centre-backs as a back yeah. three really wide. Yeah. And I was a bit confused because City's rhythm was not the same with those massive distances between them. Normally, Stones closes up those distances by knitting everything together. But Kanji obviously not used to that. So yeah, it was a bit baffling to me, Pep going for that. And in, in the front areas, I think we can just keep it a bit simple. I think Kevin De Bruyne is just missed. Um, mm. The guy is a beast in the transition. The guy creates chances for Haaland. Um and yeah, Julian Alvarez, he he really didn't have any impact on the game, in my opinion. Mm. Even if you look at the first goal, I think it comes from Enzo pushing up on Alvarez, robbing the ball off him. And then, um, yeah, then the goal comes from there. Uh, and yeah, so because I think they get the corner from that. Mm. So yeah, I, I think that that was a big problem for me. I think Alvarez, we've, we've applauded, uh, applauded him in the past. But he does kind of fade in these big games a bit. I think I'm a bit worried about it. he doesn't have that kind of one kind of game-changing trait about him. Uh, he's not a, a brilliant carrier. He's not going to thread a through ball through. Um, he's good at picking up pockets, but he does he do enough with it? That's the question I have to ask of him. I think this is um, like a lot of people will say we come to the insight to listen to tactical talk, but just saying De Bruyne injured is not tactical. But I think it fully is. Like when you lose a player of that level, it's similar to when we spoke. We didn't we didn't do the insight at this point, but when Liverpool were without Van Dijk, the easy thing to say was yeah, but you've got other centre backs. Like in this case, like people will say yeah, but they've got other midfielders. I completely hear yeah. you. But when you have a player at the elite level that Kevin De Bruyne is, where I would say 90% of his final decisions are crucial and critical and more often than not correct, you cannot Mm. replace that. So I think Julian Alvarez has done a good job for his level of what the job he could do, which was, can you provide goals and assists? But in terms of, is he supplying anything to Haaland? Nowhere near to the level of Kevin De Bruyne. And then... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, carry on. Uh, and then I think the fact that you see City leaning on Rodri a little bit more to provide goals, I think is a it it's maybe a little bit telling us to where they are on this journey this season. Yeah, I agree. And also, if you look at the City goals today, one was a harsh penalty, one was a set piece with Chelsea poorly marked, and the other was a deflected goal, um, so a long shot from Rodri, as you say. So I don't think they were fully firing from a, from an attacking perspective there. Um, and again, they, as we mentioned, they didn't have that control with their setup at the back. Mm. Um, and I think it also goes back to the summer market. They did look to get Lucas Paqueta in that yeah. kind of advanced midfield role. And he is firing for West Ham. He's looking phenomenal. Um, but obviously that betting thing came to light. And I don't think they've come upon a, a, a solution to that problem with Kevin De Bruyne out. Mateus Nunes, I think he was hoping to be a bit more advanced in terms of uh, fitting into the team by now. But... There's something not quite right with his final third decision-making. Um, and then Rico Lewis, he, he has praised Rico Lewis. Um, and he used him in that uh, kind of advanced right midfield position. But he said, I wish Rico Lewis was a bit taller and bigger. Mm. And then we would really be able to, he'd really be able to stamp his authority on the game. And I think we mentioned on the last insight versus Arsenal, uh, the Man City-Arsenal game, Lewis had a few times where he could have escaped from his marker mm. and he just wasn't able to capitalise on it. And that's why I think, Pep said, you're not quite ready for me at this stage of the of your development. 
It's an interesting dilemma Pep's got on his hands here because this will be classic case of people listening are going to go, this is just Man City in the first half of the season. We probably, if the insight existed last season, season before, we'd probably be doing similar things and trying to find holes in in um, Man City. Uh, as always, uh, anything else that I've maybe missed out or anything else that springs to mind? I feel like I can see you looking at your sheet of notes and I feel like there's a lot on yeah. there. So I think another thing that I, I quite want to see is Foden in a right-sided eight position mm. instead of Alvarez. Foden and Bernardo balance each other quite well in terms of playing them as double eights because Bernardo's obviously got that more controlling aspect to his game, ball retention. Foden provides that direct threat, dribbling towards goal, can thread a ball through, can have a good shot on goal. So he's a bit more... There's a bit more tempo to his game than mm. Julian Alvarez. So I would quite like to see that. And then you could play Doku on the right wing uh, where he did assist um, a goal last week for Man City. He came over to the right and assisted. So it's not like he can't play there. And Grealish on the left wing. I think that is something that he could have tried. Um, and then the other thing from a Chelsea perspective, I think we saw a real flourishing relationship on that right-hand side today. Cole Palmer and Reese James, I thought they were electric together. I think Palmer drifting into that right half space a bit narrower. And then James just coming flying on the overlap. He's a phenomenal athlete and those overlaps are very hard to track. And we saw that for the second goal where um, Chelsea won a second ball from a goal kick from Robert Sanchez. Palmer was positioned a bit narrower by Pochettino and he regained, he got the ball off Enzo after Chelsea got the second ball. And then James came out of nowhere Mm. onto your TV screen uh, on the overlap and Gavardio had no chance uh, with the momentum James was carrying forward and he crossed it in for Sterling and it was a fantastic goal. And those two, I think, balance each other out very nicely, Cole Palmer and Reese James. I look forward to seeing that relationship in the future. Cole Palmer looks like a superstar. Um, I, there's certain things in his game, I tweeted this as well, that when you're at that age and you've just left the biggest club in England to go to a club that's essentially in transition for a lot of money and people haven't seen that much of you, and you're on pen duty, first of all, massive, uh, you score the pen and have like this um, football and arrogance about you. But then also... When the when City scored, it was 4-3. Cole Palmer was dropping off to pick the ball up in Enzo Fernandez positions. And I was watching him thinking, to, to be a he's, a... he's a winger that comes inside, like an inverted forward these days. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... I don't, I don't want to put him on this pedestal immediately, but that's a Mo Salah trait. When the game's going, sometimes Salah drops off and goes, give it to me and I'll, and I'll do something. Um, they're very different in the sense that Cole Palmer is not... Uh, gonna, I don't think at any point going to be a killer like Salah. Salah's a goal scorer. Like he's a goals and assists. Um, monster. I don't think Cole Palmer will achieve that type of. Um, he, I don't think he's that sort of player. Like Salah's got the brute quality and brute force and brute pace that Cole Palmer maybe doesn't possess. Um, but there's just this thing that he was doing. The moment it went four three, he dropped in, got it off Casado, popped it wide, got it back, and I was looking at the TV going, he's flipping twenty one years old. Uh, so I think we are looking at a, an absolute superstar there, and I don't think you're wrong with that relationship with James. They've got to keep James fit desperately because there was a chance that Malo Gusto got at the end, yeah. and I know Reese James scores that chance. Malo Gusto, yeah. t- 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 he's got a lot of time, and he takes it on his left foot. When m- most players were right foot, you let it run across your body and then drill it across the keeper or blow the yeah, net off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. James puts his foot through it, as you say. Hits the roof of the net. You saw him score many goals like that under Thomas Tuchel when he played as a right wing back and raided the box. Uh, and I think, kind of just one word on Reece James, I think he's become a lot of disrespect. There's been a lot of disrespect thrown around towards Reece James. The only issue is his fitness. I think as a footballer, you cannot doubt him. He's cool under mm. pressure in his own third. He's excellent passing under pressure. He's very press resistant. He's got those late overlaps we talked about. You can raid the box and shoot. 
He's got a whip cross on him on the run, which is also fantastic. And he's dominant defensively. I think he got five tackles in on Doku mm-hmm. today before he got subbed off. So I think Chelsea actually would have won the game if Poch had gambled a bit and kept him on instead of Malagusta. As you say, he would have converted that chance. And yeah, I, I think he is one of Chelsea's top three best players alongside, I'd say, probably Enzo when Enzo's at his best. And the third one, you'd probably have to give... No, there isn't a third yeah. one. Uh, Re- Reese and Enzo, let's not force one in there. I think Reese and Enzo are the keys to get this Chelsea team picking. All right, Raj, uh, pleasure talking to you as always. Uh, for those listening, make sure you subscribe, follow the pod, follow Raj as well. Uh, this has been The Insight. Tune in every Sunday. We'll keep it going. Usual episodes on a Tuesday with some occasional bonus content in there as well. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.